Welcome to this festive edition um, of the Light Click podcast. Um, I'm Darren Winter and with me today is Gemma Walton. Hi everyone. So it's just me and Gemma. Um, we've not recorded for a little while just because it's been fairly busy, um, to be honest, these last couple of months. I don't know how it's been for everybody listening, um, but there's been lots going on um, across marketing, I think, just as a whole. It's been always a busy time of the year, so trying to do things like podcasts and trying to look after your clients and everything else that you need to do um, is, is, is a bit of challenging. Um, but our friend Emma, she's been busy, but also unfortunately she's she's got COVID, so she's not been feeling very well. She's had a bit of a rough time at the moment, so uh, hopefully get better soon, Emma. Um, but hopefully she might be able to join us back in the new year again. Um, but if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, then definitely by all means listen to our other episodes because there's some great information and content on there and just because it's older content doesn't mean to say it's any less valuable and that's the same for all marketing content if you don't know that by now then definitely start listening to some of the other stuff because there's some great insights um but today um we're going to be talking about marketing trends for 2022 that's why you're listening to this hopefully to understand um what uh, is going to be going on next year and what you need to be focusing on as a business um, me and Gemma, we're having a quick a, a bit of a chat off air. We've both got fairly big lists um, and some interesting things like to talk about. Um, I don't know, Gemma, do you want to kick off first with a couple of things that you kind of like know what's going to be coming up on the horizon for next year? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing, um, sharing, well, I've been sharing quite a lot of stuff on the Do Go Digital social media um, around trends for next year. Um, I've got some more to share, so we can. Um, That's a plug link- in to follow us. You are? <laughs> yes, it is. That's a plug to follow us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've been sharing them across all our channels Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, I've shared them over the last couple of weeks. We've got another couple of weeks where I'll be sharing some as well, but there's some really interesting ones. But I just picked um, a li- well, I made a list of some of the ones that I thought were really, really useful. Um, so the first bit, which I'll go through and then I'll give you a chance, Darren, um, is around like content marketing. So the first one was around instantaneous and rapid demand. So consumers are going to continue to demand a quick response from brands and businesses. Um, they're going to demand quality. They're going to want relevance and they wanna go, they're going to want trustworthy content. Um, the other one is intent. So understanding what people are searching for is now more important than ever, which aligns with um, what Google is saying around aligning your content more with their search results and their search engine results pages, which is going to be key, I think, for people going forward. Um, Directional data, so data-driven content. So you're going to be wanting to base your content again which ties in with the search and the service around what people are searching for, um, knowing your audience more, so it closely aligns with your buyer personas, um, things like that. Um, I think the type of content as well is going to be a lot more, you're going to see a real increase in like voice search and voice-related content, video, visual, um, I've got my list, real-time reality. So... Um, keeping an eye on your content because obviously you do have a plan about what you're going to talk about and what you're going to cover and based on like the last couple of years that we've had 
you're going to have to be able to move and change and adapt content quite quickly. So I think gone of the gone of the days where you put a full marketing plan together for the whole year, um, where you've got pretty much not all your content written in, but you know the types of content that you're going to say each month. I think now even I would say a 12 week plan is going to be pretty difficult to not make yeah. any changes to you know it's going to be it's going to have to everything's going to be have to be really really fluid because you don't want to be putting something out there that's going to be either like negative or doesn't tie in with the way people are feeling because I think at the yeah. at the moment I think another thing that I've been reading more and more of and I mean you've you've had to try and do this a lot um recently but it's more around um building a bond with your followers with the people who are reading your content so it's more about emotion and feeling driven content as well and i think that's going to become more and more so again that's going to be key in why i think they're going to you're going to remove the the year plan or the three month plan you're going to be making content and adapting and changing your content as you go but I think they'll you'll still have evergreen content and content that you'll use but you'll be able to adapt and adapt and change it um autonomous action so the rise in more dynamic content again content that's relevant um to your audience to your buyer persona so if you do an email um, the email might have dynamic content. The web page might have, have dynamic content on there as well. Um, balancing the art and science of storytelling. So this is having um, your marketing team or your marketing person using um, the efficiencies and, and intelligence of machine learning and AI and being able to embrace things like that. So that might be um, a tool that you use to help you write a blog post or it might be um, something that you set up in um, a marketing and CRM automation platform, you know, things like that. And then the other yeah. one and is... And we, we've, been, we've been doing that, haven't we? We we've have been, been using yeah. AI. Yeah. yeah, we've been using and... um, AI Writer help with the yeah. the blog post i mean you still have to look at it and go through it and there are some bits that you do need to to rewrite but i mean they are really really useful tools and tools that will help people save time you know um and if you did yeah. have to do something like on the fly sort of thing in real time then it's again it's there um but these types of um ai and machine learning intelligence tools that you use will also help you to make those decisions that you need to when it's based on data because it'll be all set up behind the scenes and it will show you I'm guessing what you need to be focusing on um, the last thing that I've got on my list for content is account-based marketing so again that's similar to what I was saying earlier on about this um Dynamic content, content to the buyer persona. Um, it's more around the seamless transaction between sales and marketing because I think there's still quite a lot of businesses where they've got like the sales team, they've got the marketing team and they don't, I mean, yeah, they know each other, but they don't really work together hand in hand, um, which I think is going to be key even more this year or this coming 2022. Yeah. I think some really interesting things that you talked about there. I mean, I, I remember when I kind of first started out in my sort of marketing role, I, I did plan things out three or four months and not just, well, we'll do this on this week and that on this week. I'm talking about literally writing out the social media posts, yeah. you know, for each of the week, um, for, you know, for each day and, and having it all there kind of like just to schedule, um, out. Um, 
and I agree with you that you, you just can't do that anymore um, because you just don't know where you're going to be. Everything's changing so quickly mm-hmm. and you've got everything going from kind of COVID through to natural disasters, through to kind of a lot of political changes. Um, and even if those things don't affect your business per se, um, it, it will be affecting your customers and the people that are following you yeah. in some sort of way. You, you just have to understand that. And and if you're just still putting out the same old messages, like about pushing your, your business, and like you said about the importance of building a community and looking after your followers, I don't think it's now been ever more important. More important. Yeah. And it's the hardest part, actually. I just find now it's about finding time to look after your customers. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I have to admit, I suppose, could I do a better job myself? Like, like really looking after customers? Probably, yes. Mm-hmm. There's always like room for improvement, um, but it's really difficult because it's also about trying to making sure that you've always got like new customers coming into the sales funnel mm-hmm. as well, so you can keep your, like, your business going to this whole full cycle. Um, so, but it is important to making sure you have got kind of some customer service, and it doesn't mean to be about ringing people or just emailing people all of the time it can just be i've just been creating relevant content for them and helping them with their business so even if it's writing one blog a month about what they can do with your service or about what they can help them with their business um to support them so they feel supported then so just do that as a minimum just try to do something so then you kind of you feel or they feel that you are acknowledging them in some um, respect so i think some of the things you've talked about there are really important um i think the other thing you talked about was kind of the ai stuff and we were saying that um and, and i definitely i've noticed there's a lot more inquiries and people searching now for things around automation so mm-hmm. i think the message is finally getting home yeah. about kind of the importance of automation and how it can really look after your business for you when you're busy trying to do other things, even if you're just not the only person in your business, you, this applies to whether you're a large multinational or you're just a one-man band down the road, that you know if you can't afford to hire more people into your team, then you can have a look at some of the aspects of your marketing or your business that you can get automated. And we, I mean, this podcast is about marketing, but there's different things you can automate. Mm-hmm. You know, you can automate your fin- uh, financial transactions, your banking and all all sorts of different things out there so you know look at you look at how you do business now you've got all of us have got to get smarter about you know utilizing mo- as, as much as the time as possible um to be focusing on the important aspects of the business because you know we can't keep spreading ourselves like too thin and i think that's been the mm-hmm. challenge for a lot of us this year that whilst we you know the, there's lots of different challenges being thrown at, at us the next few months um, and probably next year still looks quite uncertain. Mm-hmm. I think most of us felt, you know, we're based in the UK, so the accents kind of give it away. Um, but like here back in the summer, like July, August, things were kind of starting to calm down. And we had, you know, the government here in the UK had a different policy to the rest of the world in terms of like, you know, just it's business as usual. Um, and I don't think... I think there was a danger that some businesses were going to fall into this kind of like 
false sense of security. But I personally, I don't think they did. I think they were much, or they are much wiser than that. <laughs> and now we're in this kind of tipping point where we've got this new COVID variant Omicron. And here in the UK now, you know, we've got headlines that it could be a million cases a day. You know, the, 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 um, it, it's, it's, it, the headlines are not positive here in the UK right now. But one thing that's for sure that it's going to be uncertain for the next few months because now we've got this just happening now. We're talking about this always. The media is talking about it. The time that fizzles through the supply chain down to affecting businesses, you can be sure that January, February are going to look a lot different to what they would be in a normal year and even compared to last year. Um, and if that doesn't affect you right now, and if you're in a different country, then you can be sure that's going to be kind of probably coming across to you at some point. But I think most of Europe are probably going to be following similar patterns. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting, um, it's going to be an interesting like few months like ahead. Um, and like you say, it, you've got some really great things in there about kind of planning, um, about the relevance of content marketing. This has been a really interesting thing because you talk about sales and marketing. And it's, I don't know, if, if you're listening to this and you work in a larger organization, then usually sales and marketing teams historically don't team, tend to get on that well. They tend to, to, to be a lot of infighting mm-hmm. um, and they kind of cross over. Very rarely have I ever kind of like worked in an organization where t- sales and marketing are, are aligned. They're usually one person or one group are doing sales and marketing and they are very different. If you're really looking at each of the roles, they are kind of, they're very, very different. Um, but it is important, like you were saying, Gemma, to ca- kind of making sure that the, the messages in terms of what you've got going out there, they are different messages in terms of like how you look after the brand of the, of the business, um, looking after its reputation. That's all marketing. That isn't really sales. Sales is about, you know, click this and buy this and, you know, you, what happens through the sales process and, lifetime value of the customer and all that type of thing um and that's a, that's very very different um and how you communicate that is very different but in terms of the marketing that's where the kind of all your community building um and building your follower base up and sharing their content and i mean if you've got any tips that you how would you how if people listen to this and think well how do you do that how do you build communities have you got any kind of advice about how what people kind of should be doing on that Funnily enough, I've just done a blog post on it. <laughs> no way. Have you? Do you know, that really sounds like we planned that. Honestly, we haven't. I honestly, I promise you. I, just thinking, I'm going to put Gemma on the spot here. I know, she think, oh, I've not even planned this. That sounds a loaded question. So I do, yeah. Yeah. Right, um, so, okay. Right. I have. I've just done a... I'm going to have to get it up for one sec. Um, because... But we'll put this in the link below yeah, as well. We'll so the, while we'll Gemma's like, be, we'll put it in the link below. Yeah. But yeah, I did do a blog post the other week that was around um, building a community online, and I think some of the stuff, obviously, that we've talked about, um, does is is like part of these things. I think it's, I think it's, I, I think it's quite difficult to get a community going online. And again, it depends on the type mm. of community you want to build. Do you want to have a community that sits behind like a screen that people log into? Are you just going to talk about having a Facebook group or is it a public Facebook group? Is it a private Facebook group? Um, is it a LinkedIn, you know, um, or is it just the communities that you have of people like liking and sharing your content, commenting underneath? Um, I think 
if you're a bigger organization, one of the key things is to get everybody involved, to get everybody on board. And that starts right at the top. You know, that's the way yeah. the message is relayed throughout the teams. Um, if you're a smaller business, um, I think it's time, you know, and if you are one person, it's making the best use of your time. So probably in 2022, I think the thing that I've noticed about this year, the big thing, and even probably the year before, the big thing about um, like COVID for everybody during the world was like TikTok totally exploding, you know, and yeah. that was what people want to see. And people, it's, I think we talked about it on another podcast where um, it's almost gone like a full circle back to the, I think it's always been people buy off people. Um, but I think it's yeah. now more prevalent than ever in the fact that people want to see, well, who is Darren? What does Darren look like? Who is Gemma? What does Gemma look like? What do they talk about? Um, what are they interested in? Like what kind, almost like what kind of content do they share on their own social media pages? What kind of values do they have? Is that a business that I want to work with? Does it line up with, um, like my business? You know, is it like there's loads of different, there's loads of different things, but I think with, the explosion of TikTok with Instagram Reels, and I think Instagram Reels are only going to increase even more, and that's one of the bits on the social media list. Um, I think that, like, trends and jumping on trends, um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be, like, one of the TikTok dancers to whatever the trend in music <laughs> snippet is at the time. It can be anything, you know, you don't have to necessarily do the dance. You could use there's there's loads of different ways that you can do it. But I think um that building the relationship with the customer and the customer being customer being able to see you rather than you just being like a name or a like a or what do they call them? Those like a like a cartoon image. You know what Oh it's like a character. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. people did did do that, but I think now people want to they, they want to see the face behind the the brand or the business. They want to see the person, and I think it's not about like before years ago when you were saying before about when you started with social media and putting out all your or writing all your posts for the month and stuff. You know, you used to have everything planned out, didn't you? Yeah, Down, yeah. Uh, what, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and absolutely and you went like you literally almost went through things like word for word and you would put I don't know I mean I, I remember when I first started out working on um on the projects I was on and we were committed to 10 so 10 Twitter posts a day two Facebook posts a day two LinkedIn posts a day you know and the almost it was like the more you posted the better your engagement was and that's not that's not right now that's not the way it works um now the more posts that are, the more engagement you get on the posts, the more times people see them um which i think is key to mention for what we were talking about just before we started i remember we were saying about instagram and instagram are going yeah. back to the chronological order feed of posts which i think um ties in with the surgeons of the um like the shopping the e-commerce element of things that they're pushing i think that's going to be huge for them going forward um it, it, it has now evolved into e i mean we're not going to talk great length about instagram but i think i definitely agree that it's turned more into an e-commerce social media platform it's 
it's still the same channel as it was, but actually haven't looked at, I know I haven't used the channel just a few times. I used to be a regular user, but I'm not really anymore. I don't really have the time to keep going through it. I'm, I'm much more t- Twitter based, but the, there's so many ads now, um, on that, on, on that feed. Um, but I used to like the fact that you could go, th- you could see stuff in chronological order yeah. and not just be governed by an algorithm telling you what it thinks you should read. Um, which generally sometimes not always the most interesting posts. Um, very quickly i use um on twitter i don't use the twitter app um so i've got uh, i've got my mac laptop and i've got this app called um tweetbot and it's oh. a third party app um and it's i think it costs about 10 pounds or 10 dollars or something like you can get it from the application store um this is a third party app you don't get all the features in that you get from twitter if you use their twitter app there are things that you, things like polls and that that i don't see but generally everything else they looks the same but it does everything in chronological order mm-hmm. and i just for some reason i just yeah, yeah. i just prefer it I, I like the fact that i've got this timeline i start from i could part of the reason why it goes back to well why why am i using it it's like well i want to see what's going on. it's the only time i'll probably sit down apart from look at the the main headline news but what else is going on about the channels that you know about kind of things or the interest that i've got so i haven't got although i should have a dedicated feed just because of my role as a in marketing i don't i've all my interests in marketing everything's all mixed up in one profile um I, yeah and that's fine because i just don't have the time to look at different profiles and manage it that manage it that way um so i've got kind of complete mix of different things between interests and um what i have to kind of like do in, in my job but i like it it's i might spend an hour a day just literally just going through that and usually do about five six o'clock in the evening and that's it that's all that's all the time that i spend on it and sometimes i think oh that hour i could do something else in it but it's then about what i've learned mm-hmm. during that time as well and that's what one thing going back to what you were saying there is a reason why i'm saying all this to tie it back to what you were saying that is about the value yeah for what you're putting out on social media to the because if you just put out sales messages it what's the point it's like it, there's nothing there of value but if you're sharing you know insights and things that can help people direct to them to other things it could be your blogs but it could also just be other third party links in that don't be frightened of doing that um because otherwise you just sound like the boring person down the bar or the pub who just keeps talking about themselves all the time but not don't doesn't really want to engage with anybody else and and what happens well they all just walk off and leave them um so that's what happens with your your, your social media channel so i think there's some really great things there i could probably spend hours talking about all I know, of those i think um, i think as well the other thing is i think the people want useful content don't they the one the, which is again yes. what i was saying um content that's yep. going to help them content that might solve a problem for them content that might show them how to do something but i think at the end of the day people just want to know that the either the business or the brand or whoever they're buying yeah. from or shopping from like cares for them. Do you know what I mean? And they want to, they yeah. want to see the content. And if, I think the, the good thing about um, Instagram, and I don't know when it's going back to chronological order, if it's already gone back already, but I think if you've spent a lot of time creating some really good content that you, you've put together as a series. So I guess like recently the 12 days of Christmas, you know, if you're on there yeah. and you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and you see day five before you see day one, do you know what I mean? And then you see day seven and then you see day three, you kind of like, it's, 
it's almost not like it's almost not right. It's a bit like um that thing with Adele in Spotify where she asked them to take the shuffle to either to take the shuffle button off a new album or to do something so it would play in the order that it was written because that was the whole point of her putting the songs in that order. You know, so people yeah. went on that journey. And I think that's really I think that's really important for content as well because I think like what I was saying before about posting all this content and it reaching all these people you're better off putting together one short video like every other day or every day or whatever it is rather than trying to like kill yourself going through so you've got seven seven pieces of fresh content daily for all four or six channels or whatever it is that you you're on you know yeah it's really it's really tough I, 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 you know, I mean, we're both of us in digital marketing, but if anybody came to me and said, right, and want something going out every single day that's new, mm-hmm. after three, like, that's 365 pieces of content. It's like, it's absolutely crazy, you know, and some, I know some people are like, well, it needs to be two or three times that, like, you might want to do two or three posts a day going out every single day or five or six days a week. It's like, it, it's honestly, it's, I mean, if you've got the budget, great. Mm-hmm. You know, but that you, this serious, it's a serious undertaking, serious amount of investment. You need to come up with good ideas and concepts. You still need to keep it relevant. I mean, that's more than just one full time job. You know, creating the content, doing the research, all the hashtags, and there's a lot there. I'm, don't, I'm not complaining, but what I'm saying is it's just you, the return on investment for that could be better spent elsewhere in marketing terms. You have to look um, to see, like, kind of, you know, is it worth me? or worth the business putting that amount of money behind that there might be other things that you are not doing in your marketing efforts efforts that could um use some of that um that that money um there's a couple of things that (coughs) excuse me that um i wanted to talk about just before we finish up excuse me um one of the couple a couple of things are kind of like metaverse and vr so metaverse and VR, um, pretty huge. Um, I mean, you probably heard a lot from uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook that changed their their name to metaverse. I think that was the last podcast actually we were talking about that actually, um, and what the name was going to be. Um, to, but now we know. But you can be sure that next year you're going to see a lot more about the metaverse. Apple is rumored to bring out their VR headset next year. Um, so it's about you know we're all used to Zoom, and we're all being used to um, maybe kind of the um, the what they call it now, the Meta Quest, in terms of either the Facebook like Oculus Rift and things like that. But it's about making Zoom um, more of a kind of reality to so go into these kind of like virtual worlds where then you know we might do business and we might be doing um, having kind of like more closer one to one conversations with um, our friends and colleagues and potential customers. So you're going to see a lot more about that. I'd be surprised if you don't by the end of next year starting to see a few attempts about how that could actually work or at least some mock-ups if not the real thing kind of coming through so i think that's really exciting um the end of cookies next year that's definitely going to be happening in um we've already kind of seen a lot of changes this year about apple where you can now kind of like hide your email address um it's not quite strictly a vpn but it's definitely kind of the, the shift is um more towards privacy for consumers and less about openness in terms of like transfer of data and holding on to last large amounts of data 
that's already having an impact in marketing. So if you're starting to see declines in your engagement rates in email campaigns and landing pages and traffic and all these sorts of things, then no doubt that's going to be a result of that for, uh, absolutely for sure. Um, certainly if your customer base is highly, um, well, certainly more Apple users, um, but it's going to spread um, and cookies um, kind of finishing. There is going to be some sort of replacement. Again, it's too big to talk about right here um, in this podcast, um, but it's going to be changed. There's a lot of, there's a lot of software company companies out there. Um, I'm not going to name them, but kind of they're struggling to see how their, you know, their software that they're charging a lot of money per month. If you can't do anything different than traditional marketing, then why am I paying? So I think that's going to affect how we're going to be doing marketing in the long run. But I think we're just all going to find out how that's going to affect us and what we're going to do. Um, you mentioned live video, um, which is a great one. Um, and I think this is kind of linked with this kind of this thing that you need to be making sure that you're not spreading yourself thin, that you're everywhere, but the it's not a great plan to be saying, right, you know what, all of my customers are on Facebook, all my customers are on Pinterest, and that's where we're going to literally focus on our efforts and we're not going to do really much else. Those days have kind of gone and it, you have to understand, and we we do know this, but most of our customers are on probably more than one social media channel or they use digital marketing in different ways. So they might be using emails, they'll be using website, they're going to be using at least two or three different social media channels, as well as then video channels like YouTube or Vimeo, um, and then maybe something else like, you know, cons consuming entertainment through like Netflix or um so they're all in different places. So you've got to make sure that your business is going to be in the right places. So rather than trying to be everywhere, if you're doing Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn, but your business is um, you know, mainly B2B, then maybe you want to kind of focus your efforts more on Twitter and LinkedIn and main, maybe less Facebook. Um, certainly, if you've got more of a younger demographic, then you need to be looking at what Jenna was talking about, um, things like the rise of TikTok and definitely more the video side of like of Instagram. Video is kind of where it's all going to be or where it is right now, in fact, um, but it's heading more that way. That's why we're doing podcasts. You know, we did a video podcast and audible and audio podcast. So we're reaching people in different ways. We've got more chances of this work that we're doing right now to succeed. So if somebody just wants to listen to us, they can. If somebody wants to watch us, they can. And if they've not heard of us on, you know, on YouTube or um, on the, the podcast platform, then we'll pop it out on our emails. We'll pop it out on social media as well. So it's one piece of content mm -hmm. doing six or seven different things. And that's the smart way of, of doing it. That's kind of probably the biggest takeaway uh, or one of the biggest takeaways you could take away from today's podcast. Um, and I think just like finally, I suppose it, on a, on a bit of a, um, sorry, on, I suppose a bit of a downer really. It's just going to get tougher. It's not going to get easier next year. And um, but you didn't mean to say it needs to be all doom and gloom. It's about then trying to be uplifting and positive. Um, and I think that's what people are going to be looking for in the content, which is kind of what Gemma was saying beforehand. Um, the video it generally tends to be a bit more entertaining, bring things to life. So people were looking for positivity, um, being quite you know, optimistic, um, helping them out, um, but also understanding that hybrid working is not going to go away. Each time we keep thinking it's going to go away, 
I'm constantly surprised, and I could probably talk about this for at least an hour. I'm still constantly surprised by the amount of uh, business people who still want to do meetings face to face. I just, it really staggers me um, that now in this day and age that people still want to do like face to face stuff, or there's just this urgency and priority they have to do face to face. But, you know, over the last, I think, 12 to 18 months, we've been doing a lot of work overseas. And some of these people will probably never meet overseas, but I don't feel it's really hampered the quality of the conversation. We just embraced it and worked with it and communicated in different ways. And it enables you and your business to be much more agile, to spend the time on doing things that you can be doing, get more done in the day, but still have quality time, make that each of that time count. If you think about it, you know, face to face, the time you have to go out and maybe drive or meet somewhere and you do the chit chat and that might be half a day. And if it's worth that to your business and to your time, if that's your job, then I you know, may well be. But I don't know. I don't think that's the smart way to be thinking anymore. I think you've got to think, you've got to think what's best for you as your business and also think what's right for your customer. And customers, you know, if you're thinking, well, can we do things differently? Can I get more done in my day? Can I be more product, uh, you know, can I increase my productivity? Then that's what your customers are also going to be thinking. So I don't know, maybe we'll start to see the, the shift away from traditional business into more agile working businesses. We're going to see more of a, a chasm open up. I don't know what you think about that. I yeah, I think, um, I think just the ability to be able to move and change and adapt to any changes that come up are going to be yeah. key. I mean, there'll, there'll always be businesses that have to have like a, a physical presence that people will go into, you know, to, to work. Yes. Um, like warehouses, manufacturing sites, but they'll, I think there'll, there'll be a change. And I think the businesses that succeed and continue to grow will be the ones that, adapt to the change and make the changes that they need to and aren't stuck on the fixed one-year plan or five-year plan. I mean, I, I still think there's an element of you will have to still have a, like a, a plan there, but I, I think it'll be very, very like not even a skeleton plan. I don't know what's less than a skeleton plan, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I scatter my bones on the floor. No, but do you know what I mean? I think even that, yeah. if you've got like something laid out over a year or five years, I think the amount of detail that you have to put into it will be minute because I think it'll be more. And I think it's the same like on the marketing side of things, the customers will expect you to be relatable, approachable, have the same values. They want to see what you're doing. They'll want content from you that's going to help them. Um, they're going to want to know that you care. You know, they're going to want that, what I was yeah. saying before. They're going to want that instant response from you if they've got any problems. Um, I think there'll be yeah. a huge rise again in, like, Facebook reviews and stuff. I think that and reviews on other platforms as well. I think they'll start to come in more and play more of a play more of a role. I was reading something the other day. I'll have to – I'll drop the link. Um, I'll have to find it because I think I've got it scheduled to go out next week, I think. Um, but there was some really interesting stuff um on on that um but i think the key is people just want to know that it's a like almost like a, a real person i think there's still 
like yeah. we were saying before about being able to automate things and being able to be efficient, but you will still have to show that um, you care and you've, you understand what your, your customers want, what your clients want, whether that's content or whether that's the product that you sell, whether you have to change the way you do things. Um, I think there's still some traditional methods that you'll have to embrace, like the sales and marketing working together. But I mean, like, when I first started learning about marketing um, at uni, it was, I think there was four P's. And I think last time I checked, there was nine. Do you know what I mean? I kind of rattle them all no, up. It's, but... it's, it's, it's not catchy anymore, is it? It's like, oh, no, another one to go <laughs> onto the list again. It's like, flipping hell. Um, I, do you know, on a side note, I was walking around Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, uh, Pontine City Centre, and uh, that was... Uh, it was on Saturday, took, took a bit of a random, like, um, half a day out. Right. And I was staggered by, by the amount of, like, hairdressers, explosion in hair salons, I think, as a result of probably of lockdown early on in the year, where there was just everybody wanted to get their hair done. There just wasn't enough people yeah. around. <laughs> and, that, and then now it's just, like, everywhere you look, there's, like, hairdressers and hair salons and barbers and just, like, right. wow, how many people need to get their hair dressed? So that's obviously a trend that's... Um, I don't, there's not really that relevant for today, but <laughs> you just start to see a change of, of like how, how business is responding, mm-hmm. um, and to how so different services. I mean, that's quite localized services and, you know, you, you're not going to be able to get your hair cut on Zoom or in the metaverse. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> not unless you're following some so, kind guys, of video that's being put together and you can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I wouldn't advise. <laughs> um, no, 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 not at all. But say so if you are in those types of businesses, those are essential businesses. So, you know, they, there is no replacement for that. You can, of course, choose another um, place to go. Um, but then those are, you know, those are great things. A bit like health service and all health and doctors and nurses, you're still going to need those services. Mm-hmm. So regardless of all the other automation and things like going on, the, like Gemma was saying, you're still going to, there will always be a need for somebody having physical services. Um, and if you're thinking about moving into or starting a new business, if that's what you're going to be doing um, next year, then that you might want to think about that. So as a plan B about kind of how things are going to change and how potentially we might start your business in maybe two, three, four years time, what it might look like. Um, I was saying to somebody yesterday that even in terms of like web and digital, um, you know, the technology we're using now, in fact, I've said it a few times actually this week, you know, Five, five years ago, six years ago, maybe Canva didn't even exist. Oh. You know, well, it's fine. I'm, I think that's pretty accurate. It didn't exist. Yeah, it's certain I wasn't using it then. I was going to say, I, I remember using it in, what are we on now, Two, 2014? So six years, seven, nearly seven years. Yeah, so it probably did. But it was really, compared to what it is now, when I look, when, when I think about some of the stuff that you put together, um, yeah. Based on, I think back then it was more like a, a free channel. There weren't a lot of um, like photo images that you could put in. Um, the there wasn't. I, I think when I first started using it, I don't even think there was a paid for element. I think that came out um, later, and there certainly wasn't the like the range of templates um, and yeah. um, images that were the right size for social media. It was the the square that was for social media and yeah. then there were like odd things for headers, but they didn't, um, 
they didn't have the the lines on that would block out to show you where you needed to stay inside so it still displayed properly on like multiple devices and stuff um yeah but i think it was just but so much you can do stop. now with yeah i mean like video editing yeah you can do now you can do, you can do powerpoint presentations you can do web presentations mock-ups left right and center smart mock-ups yeah, like, no, you know, it was, i mean it was into... it was really it was really basic but i do re- i do remember using it but like looking back and looking at the types of things like image wise that you were creating for social media at the time you thought were really really great and looked great um but now if you put them out on social media you'd be saying do you tear that down like <laughs> down now <laughs> i mean i like wouldn't that. i wouldn't dare take i wouldn't take i wouldn't dare put anything like that out but i think back then i think it was more about because some of the stuff you were doing you know like when um celebrities get um blasted for um use like face tune of uh, editing like their body shapes and stuff and then they get caught out because it's a really bad like image that they end up left but I think that was more what you were trying to get away from because the image that you could create on Canva when you dropped in the elements that you wanted to or you added the text it looked like it had been done as one image rather than on some 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 ways that you were doing it like if I remember some people um showing us how to on a word document to drop some images in put some text over the top then you saved it as a pdf then you saved it as a jpeg then you cut out the wipe it on the outside you know what i mean but then when you shared it on social media you could you could see the different elements because when it had been pdf you could see like the the line and sometimes it looked all right but other times you were just like you'd spent so much time doing it and what you got at the end the quality was like really really poor and pixelated and stuff whereas canva took all that away and even though your designs weren't necessarily um is i'm trying to think of the word what's the right word even even though they weren't as like skilled as they would be now because you can do so much more with the platform they still looked like a picture do you know what i mean you couldn't see the elements yeah. within um so i think it's come on like hugely and you can schedule now can't you direct from there you can schedule well, everything well, in I've... which again is the talking about the automation and making it easier so that's yeah a, that's and, and that, that's what and, and that's a good example of how technology can change you know um so yeah so think about you know in your business now what could possibly change you know a couple of years time then things like might, might be well definitely will be shifting forward um it is a festive episode, so I thought let's just have a few seconds just to maybe talk about what we might be doing over Christmas. Have you got any plans, Gemma? Um, I, well, I usually um, spend me, my mum and dad with me sister and her husband and my two nephews. So either they come to us or we go to them, um, like for Christmas dinner. And we usually go out for a meal on Christmas Eve um like during the day but we were supposed to be going out as a family like everybody so there was like 24 of us supposed to be going on this Saturday actually um for like an Italian early early on but there's a couple of people in my family who have like not like totally vulnerable but who've got some issues and who've said that they don't feel comfortable going obviously with everything that's going on so on the Christmas Eve now we're just gonna um I think my mum's 
been getting some party food and stuff. And I'm not, I heard my sister say she'd been making some gravy the other day when I was talking to her on FaceTime. So I don't know if that means that she's doing the Christmas day lunch or whether, um, my, my dad, my dad usually does it. Um, so I'm not sure whose house it would be at, but that's the kind of thing. And I'm hoping to go to Ireland between Christmas and New Year, but I'm waiting to see what's happening with the, travel restrictions because it looks like we're on quite a lot of countries red red lists um so i don't i don't know i'm just waiting to waiting to see what about you um i think i'm going to try and start doing some baking this weekend i was saying to somebody this morning that i think i'll start doing i've I've been making um christmas mince meat and for if people in america it's not like like beef it is just like dried fruit and um cherries and things like that but i've been putting copious amounts of alcohol in the um in the kilner jar <laughs> and i don't really drink that much but i do like it in like a bit of a, a nice mince pie so i'm going to do some like some special homemade pastry and start cooking some mince pies and maybe starting to get in some some pastry ready for making some vegan sausage rolls like next um next week because it's yeah one week to to go to christmas when we're recording this anyway i don't yeah. know when you're listening to this uh but yeah i'll do some vegan sausage rolls do like some lentil and mushroom um kind of like uh kind of filling we won't go into the whole baking thing i've spent say, a whole life you're gonna be busy my um my <laughs> auntie period from finland and she usually makes when it comes to christmas like these gingerbread things with this icing on oh. and everything that you hang on your tree and you eat and the taste amazing. I called up to see her last week and she said she was definitely doing them, but she was, um, she'd bake these, the finished like pastry things that have like apple and cinnamon in that she usually makes it around Christmas time. They call wow. them, they call them corvip. I think I'm going to, I've got to get this totally wrong, but I'm hoping I'm going to get it right. Corvipusti. <laughs> And when you translate it, wow. it means slapped ear. So she was like, I've made you these slapped ears. <laughs> <laughs> so I took one round for my little nephew and I was, I said, and I was explaining to him and I said, and it, in English, it translates to slapped ear. So Andy Pooey was sent you a slapped ear. <laughs> so he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh that's a, definitely have to, we'll have to i don't know how we could do it we'll have to get some pictures we'll have to kind of like yeah. share them um about what, what the stuff like looks like but they sound amazing I, I love all that type of stuff um yeah i, I tried to make uh some i think i did do it last year some um fresh lep cooking to so the german kind of spiced biscuits and oh, but nice. i did think about i want to do gingerbread men but it's uh I, I want to do gingerbread men but i want to do all the icing but i didn't ever have time to sit there and do all the like the lovely decoration oh, she you know, used like... to do like a like a whole gingerbread house that was oh honestly the colors and it all put together but more more recently she's done like like biscuits or so used they might be in the shape of like a christmas stocking or a um or like a christmas tree but it's the icing and the, the taste the taste different do you know to like a gingerbread man that we would have like over here um so yeah they're usually really nice so i'm hoping that i'm going to get one of them if i see you over christmas if anything if nothing else kind of works out right for digital marketing we'll we'll have our own cooking podcast next next year i'm terrible (laughs) somebody would have to cook for me and i just stand on the side with me while i You'll be the master chef. You'll be the people judging it. It's at their taste, isn't it? I'll just give out all the orders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed listening to this um, festive episode um, of the Like, Click, Share podcast. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic break, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. But I hope you do get to have a little bit of time off um, with your kind of friends and family and your loved ones. And uh, we'll be back uh, for the new year. I think we're going to try and record one episode before Christmas. So you, we might be another one going out over the Christmas period or just into into January um so listen out for that but otherwise uh, thank you so much for listening to us and uh yeah take care and 